this and my husband can help me get this big dictionary out. I had to clear up my area up here. It was good trash, but there was a lot of it. Thank you. I have to have everything neat around me when I'm teaching or studying or anyway. I was like, where did all this, who has been sitting in my chair? Remember the three bears? Now we can laugh today. I feel like laughing right now. If I laugh, you'll know. Just, just, just take a drink of the Holy Ghost. That's what you need to do. Hopelessness. Whitney, I want to thank you for starting prayer today. We made it. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to find this. Hopeless. Without hope, arousing no hope, despaired. A hopeless situation. Without hope, arousing no hope, despaired of as a hopeless situation. The synonym for hopelessness means having no expectation of or showing no sign of a favorable outcome, a hopeless situation. Despondent implies a being a very low spirit due to the loss of hope and a sense of futility about continuing one's efforts. Despairing implies utter loss of hope and may suggest the extreme dejection that results. Desperate implies such despair as makes one resort to extreme measures one result to extreme measures. Many times when we feel hopeless, we try to fix it ourselves, and we get way ahead of God. I'm going to go ahead and open with prayer. Am I on? Yes. Hallelujah. Father, I give you praise, glory, and honor in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing that has destroyed every yoke of bondage in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for the blood. We overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I thank you, Father God, that in Jesus' name, that we are in a new family. We're in your family, God. And your word says the things that are impossible with man are possible with you, God. Your word says, God, that nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. So, Father, we stand and sit in your presence this morning. 
we've worshipped you and we've praised you, Father God, and we'll worship and praise you after you're done speaking to us in the word. But Father, this morning you have things to say to each one of us, and I thank you that this word, this seed, will fall upon good ground, good soil, and it will bring forth a mighty harvest. And we praise you, Father. I yield myself to you, spirit, soul, and body, and I thank you, God, that you will teach through me, that you will minister through me, Holy Spirit, for you are the teacher, and you know what words each person needs this morning, and only you can speak to each person. Only you can speak to each person. and what they need and how they can accomplish the promises that you have spoken to them and given to them and that you have spoken in existence before the foundation of the world over them. We take our hands off of what you're trying to do and we allow you, God, to complete the work that you've begun in us. And we thank you, Father God, that we count it all joy when we encounter diverse tests and trials, that the knowing of our the the, <laughs> tests and trials, that the trying of our faith bringeth forth patience. And I thank you, Father God, that we have gone through tests and trials, but we have overcome. Let's all turn to James 1. I think I quoted that wrong. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, I've found, and this is, sounds a little weird, that um, God help me. I have found that, uh, or I've seen that those that were in the world that used to enjoy um, drinking the counterfeit and would be joyful that when they allow the Holy Ghost to have full control over them, they get happy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And the day I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and started speaking with tongues, the altars were full of people crying, but I was laughing and I thought, you are, there is something wrong with you. I mean, I was literally on the floor, could not get up. And my, thank God our pastor came over and he said, you're just drunk in the Holy Ghost. And I've shared how that morning I went home and threw 17 packs of cigarettes away. And I was up to three and a half packs a day trying to quit. But when God moves, when God moves, it's over. How many know that? But I know one thing, I will never pick up another cigarette because the minute I did, I would be back. It would, be, it would have a hold of me. That make any sense? It's just like for me. I I drank a drink every night. I was an alcoholic, even one. And I know that God took that away, and I will never drink another drink knowingly. 
because I would go back to it. So let's look at James chapter 1. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Hallelujah. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and braideth not, and it shall be given him. Now, some of you have felt hopelessness because of something that happened maybe a year, two years, three years ago. And the longer the answer takes, the more hopeless the enemy tries to make you. Abraham waited how many years? Anybody know? Come on, everybody, wake up. How many? 25 years. He was getting old for the promised child. And his dear wife talked him into going and into her handmaiden. And, and from that time, she hated that girl, that woman, that young woman. Hated her. She tried to push things, and he listened to his wife. You know, it's like Eve. She took a bite of the fruit. Adam was sitting right there, standing there, and she handed it to him, and he ate it. He should have slapped it out of her hand and said, God said no, and there would have been a different thing that took place. So if you're in hopelessness, get your scriptures out, rise up, and tell God, I'm getting back into the place where I am. Some of you are angry. You need to get rid of that anger. You know, when, when things start to take place and, and it doesn't go the way you think it should, you stop reading the word in, those are, in the areas that you're believing for. You stop your confession. You just kind of go along with whatever's happening. But God has called us to stretch forth Press into the mark of high calling. Don't look at, what, at the circumstances. Look at what the word of God says. And that's something we all, all of us, every one of us have to learn to do. Amen? Every one of us. And so, you've got me today. I want us, you to turn to 3 John 2. God's will is for you to prosper. How many know that? Hopeless and prosper don't go together. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. And then what does the next verse go on to say? Anybody read that to me loud? I rejoiced greatly when the brother, brethren came and told me that the, for the truth that was in thee. And what was the last part? Even as thou walkest in the truth. Even as thou walkest in the truth. Hallelujah. The truth can be in you, but you might not walk in it. 
I might not walk in it. Discouragement can come and can plug you up, can constipate you spiritually. But God wants us free, amen? He wants us free so we can come before him and bring the word to him and know that we know that we know that it will come to pass. Remember, God's word says, nothing is impossible with me. The things that are impossible with man are possible with me. Nothing. If God says nothing, then nothing, nothing, nothing is impossible. Let's look at Psalms 1-3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You know, when Jesus went to that fig tree, he did not, he expected there to be figs on it. And there wasn't, so he cursed it. And it withered and died. And then the, then the disciples asked him about it, and he's talked about, in Mark, let's go there, speaking to the mountain. Was he talking about a huge, you know, a lot of people look at this and they think, well, I'm not going to go out and speak to a large mountain. He's, he's talking about whatever mountain is in your life. We have to speak to it. We have to speak to the mountain. Mountain, get out of my way. And keep speaking to it. You know, that mountain will try to rise up again and again. There used to be a, at the Ch old Chuck E. Cheese in town here. Oh, I couldn't eat their pizza. It made me throw up. But anyway, you didn't need to hear that. But it was greasy and gross. And, but they had this game. And they had all the, I don't know if they still have this game. Or they still do this. But it had all these hit things that would pop up. And you'd have to try to knock them down. And every time you, how many, how many went there? Anybody? And every time you'd knock one down, another one would come up. Well, that's what it's like in our spiritual walk. You get one out of the way and another, then the enemy tries to throw another one out there. And so you keep, you keep on keeping on. Okay, Mark 11. Let's look at this. Verse 20. In the morning when they were passing along, they noticed that the fig tree was withered completely away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Master, look, the fig tree which you doomed or curse has withered away. And Jesus replied, said to him, Have faith in God constantly. Therefore I tell you, whosoever says to this mountain, I'm in the Amplified, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes what he says will take place, it will be done for him. Excuse me. It will be done for him. Belie speaks with his mouth, believes in his heart. So your mouth and your heart have to be in agreement. For this reason I am telling you, 
Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it. You will get it. Are you speaking over your house right now at Be Sold? Are you calling in the right buyer? All you need is one part person. You don't need people tromping through your house. I'm just <laughs> All you need is the perfect one that's ready to pay the money you want to come. So start calling them in now. Hallelujah. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, let it drop, leave it, let it go, in order that the Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your failings and shortcomings. And we all have some failings and shortcomings. How many know that? If you don't, then you come up here and preach and... I'll sit down. Everybody needs to smile today because I don't know what happened to you, but smile. Oh, I'm not giving the scripture over more than three times. Is that it? <laughs> That's a hard one for me. Wait, I need to give you the nugget. You ready? You will always rise to greater heights with a positive view. You will always rise. Rise. You're always going up. You're always going up. We're being lifted up into heavenly places in Christ Jesus, right? To greater height with a positive view. Did I say it enough times? Did y'all get it? I know I don't. We, we are so opposite, but I'll try to give you all the scriptures more than once, okay? Psalms 23, run through 4, you say, I know these scriptures. I know them too. But we need to hear them over and over and over again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or I shall not lack. I shall not want, or I shall not lack. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and always remember, a shadow will never hurt you. I will fear, fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That was Psalms 1, 23, 1 and 4. Psalms 27, 1. The Lord is my light. 27, 1. The Lord is my light. And my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You know, this is a good scripture. If you've dealt with fear in your life, 
This is a scripture to confess over yourself daily. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You're not to fear man. We're to fear God. We're not in a way that God's going to get us. You know, I stayed out of church because I thought, you know, number one, I didn't believe in God. I started there. But then, you know, everybody would talk about God like he was going to get you. And that wasn't appealing to me. Because as a child, I used to sit and watch Oral Roberts, as we all know. And I saw miracles happen. And I thought, that doesn't look like a God that's going to get you. But I got screwed up as I got older and... and um, sat and listened to, sat in school and listened to teachers and that said we come from apes. <laughs> and I got screwed up. My, my family was a scientific family and I got screwed up and I had questions when I got born again, but I came to the point in my life, and this is the truth, what do I have to lose? My life is going nowhere the way it is. So first I had to believe there was a God. And then it took months for me to get born again. And pastor will tell you, if people started talking to me about Jesus, it was ugly because of the demons that I had. I mean, I would throw things. I love to have arguments with preachers. I mean, that's terrible, but it's the truth. And God will take people like that. <laughs> I think of Saul of Tarsus, who became Paul. The change that it took. But you know, the, the neat thing about Paul, and that's pretty, this is pretty much what I did because I lost all my friends twice in my life, but one, both times, same one, same one, when I got a divorce and when I got born again. So I just took myself and started reading the Bible. You know, Paul separated himself when he got, got saved and didn't have any, you know, anybody talking to him, separated himself and let God do the talking. And we need to do that. We need to separate ourselves and let God do the talking through his word. Amen? So the Lord is my light, Psalms 27, 1, and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Of whom shall I be afraid? No one. But God, God's awesome. Jesus talked about this. When they went out and they were so excited when he sent them out in twos. And when they were more excited about the demons that were cast out of people than they were about those that got healed. That was amazing. That's amazing to me. Because they didn't see demons getting cast out of people. What did Jesus tell them? Does anybody remember? 
don't be concerned about that. Be concerned about who has authority over your soul. I'm paraphrasing it. Psalms 35, 27. Let them shout for joy. Have you shouted for joy lately? How many have shouted for joy lately? I know you do. I do too. <laughs> if you weren't a man, I'd let you go and come to my pool and we'd exercise together. I'm talking to Mike. <laughs> That's funny. Praise you, Jesus. We'd probably both get drunk in the pool. Amen? Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them, hallelujah, say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Are you saying this continually? If God says, say something continually, say it. I'm serious. Say it. Let them say continually. What? I want to hear it from everybody. Amen. And what do you think is going to happen to you? Everything you put your hand to shall prosper. I want to go through some things here today that we have stopped doing, most of us. How many are doing this daily? We need to get rid of this hopelessness because most, you know, most of the things that cause hopelessness have to do with prosperity in areas of your life. I'm not just talking money. In areas of your life. So he says, let the, the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. He wants us to say that continually. How many are going to start saying that? Anybody? One, you and I, <laughs> we can laugh. Come on, let's, let's, church is fun. It's not boring. Psalms 37, 4, 4 and 23. Are you ready? Psalms 37, 4 and 23. Do you want the desires of your heart? Do you know what the desires of your heart are? <laughs> yeah, John's going, yeah, uh, turtles and uh, ocean. And I've been there. I know all about it. You're taking your, your honeymoon a little late. No, but you know, God said every couple when they got married needed to take a year off. <laughs> so you could get to know each other. Men need to know that so they can save up for that and 
They might not get married till they're 80, but no, I'm just kidding if they know the word. Are you ready? Delight in 37.4 Psalm. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Verse 23 of the same chapter. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. So who's supposed to order you? The Lord. This is a good one in Psalms 118.17. Psalms 118.17 says, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. That is a good scripture, especially the older you get. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Hallelujah. In Psalms 119, 25, and 89. Psalms 119, 25, and 89. I'll wait till I hear pages stop. Y'all there? My soul... Cleaveth under the dust, quicken thou according to thy word. Quicken me, quicken thou me according to thy word. Take the word, you know, when you're when your things are going on, you need to be quickened according to his word. Without his word, you are never going to make it. I'm going to tell you. That's why Christians that used to be on fire are having itching ears in this hour. If you're on Facebook, go to my page. I have a thing on there that Brother Hagen spoke about the last days that we're in right now and what would happen, the falling away. You've got to stay hot, hot, hot for God. If, it's just, if you are the only one that you know, you've got to stay hot for God. You know, it was Noah. I was reading this last night. Noah, eight people, eight, eight people got out. That out of all those people, because one man stood, I'm sure the rest of his family thought he was nuts. It's obvious with one of his sons after they got out, but only eight people and all those animals were in that ark. You think of that, eight people. As in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Lord be. Well, if there's going to be only eight, I'm going to be one of them. I made up that decision years ago. 
I don't care what anybody does around me. I am not backsliding for anything. And there was stuff I had to give up and get rid of and do immediately. That's the truth. It took me years to make that decision. Seriously. Because I like to sin when I was in the world. It took me years, years. But when I made that decision, I knew I was going to go a hundredfold with it, no matter what. Can anybody say amen? Psalms. 119.89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven forever, forever. So what do you think we're going to be speaking in heaven? His word. We're not just, you know, if, if you, I don't want to sit in some kindergarten class and have when I get there to learn stuff. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Psalms 138.8. Psalms 138.8. Am I doing okay with how you do this? The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. The Lord will perfect. In other words, he's going to make it perfect. That which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Hallelujah. In Proverbs 3, Are you getting anything out of this today? I hope so. Father, let this be life-changing to every one of us. Life-changing so we can take it on to others that don't know this or haven't heard this. You know, if you're around a Christian that really is serving God, you'll know because of the, what they talk about. If you're a Christian, you cannot help but talk about the Lord. It just happens. You know, people might run away, but who cares? I'll go back to what God told me when I first got saved and I was folding clothes at our table and looking out the window and God said, you could not stand one minute of hell. I thought, a minute? You could not stand one minute of hell, but people you come in contact with will spend eternity there. And I'll tell you, I became the biggest soul winner you ever saw after that. Where am I? Probs 3? Verse 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. 
I'm going to tell you, there's things that God has told me to do. And he got me up at 3 o'clock one night, and I've shared this with you before. And there was a person that was lost, and, and he, he told me, you're to go get them. And I said, I don't know where they are. And he said, I will show you where they are. And I went and told Pastor, and Pastor, he knew. Just let her go do what she's doing because God's talking to her. And I went, he showed me this. I, I could never find it to this day. And the person was there and backslidden and was looking out the window and came, I was able to get the person in the car and get them back with the Lord. And the person that they had been with was killed in a motorcycle accident a week later. You just don't know, but God does. And God cares. And he, wants, he want, might want to use you in that way. You never know. So you've got to trust and we can't lean on our own understanding. Can't say, I want to go back to sleep. There are many things that God has told me in my sleep that I did not get up and write. And I could not remember them in the morning. So if he talks to you, get up, write it, have a paper and a pen next to your bed or speak it into your iPad or whatever. I don't care what you do, but don't forget it. Verse 6, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy first fruits of all thine increase. I have some, seen people give first fruits and that very day that they give it, the thing that they've been praying for changes. I've, I've sat there and just shake, shook my head on how fast God works. There's something about the first fruits. Well, it says, Give of, give of your tithes and your offerings. So shall, verse 10, So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. How many want to be full of the Holy Ghost? So shall thy barns or their, your bank accounts be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Proverbs 4, 20 through 23, and I know you all could probably quote this or you should be able to. Proverbs 4, 20 through 23, my son and my daughters, attend to my words, attend. Let's look at this. Attend. When you have a, when you bring a new baby home, you can't just leave it there to take care of itself. How many know that? I remember when we brought Matt home, I wanted a cradle. And so we had two cats at that time, and we put him in the cradle, and it was rocking, and one cat got on one side, and one cat got on the other and peered in there. Like, what on earth? But one of our cats, um, anytime he would cry, she would come in and, and get me. She would not leave. She'd stand at my feet until I went and took care of him. So I, you have to attend to the word. Take it and eat it and 
attend to it. Incline your ear to my sayings. Listen to it. Pastor knows. Every night, it doesn't matter what time, it could be four in the morning if we get in bed, on goes my iPad, and I listen to the word and read it. Why? Because it says, let them not depart from thy eyes, keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs 12. 14, 18, and 28. Proverbs 12, 14, 18, and 28. And Heather, you can get that tape. I'll receive the tithes and offerings first. All right. Proverbs 4, 12, 14. A man shall be satisfied with the good by the fruit of his mouth. How? What is the fruit of your mouth? The word of God coming out of your mouth. God's word will not go void. It can't. And the recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. A man shall be satisfied with, by the, with the good, of, by, with good by the fruit of his mouth. And the recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. 18, there is that speaketh like a piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. The tongue of the wise is health. It brings forth healing. If you can't bring forth healing, don't say it. Twenty-eight. In the way of righteousness is life. In the pathway thereof, there is no death. Think of this. Death has no sting to the believer. You zip right on into heaven. And then all my animals are going to come. <laughs> In the way of righteousness is life. And in the pathway thereof, there is no death. Proverbs 13.3. Oh, this is a powerful scripture. <laughs> he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. He that keepeth his mouth, keepeth his life. Proverbs 13, 3. But he that open wide his lips shall have destruction. There's two sides. We all need to grab hold of this. Proverbs 14, 30. 
Proverbs 14.30. A sound heart is the life is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. You don't want to ever envy somebody. It's not worth it. God's got something better for you anyway. How many know that? Proverbs 17, 22. And then we're going to do Isaiah 55, 11, Then I'm done. Proverbs 17, 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. You know, when you get older, you want lines going this way. You don't want them going this way. <laughs> How many know that? You want them? That's better than this. How many know that? You can tell who smiles a lot, and you can tell who doesn't. <laughs> but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. In Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. When you speak the word of God out of your mouth, it goes forth, and it does not return unto to him void but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it I am challenging every one of you to spend time you might want to even fast spend time before God and ask him what is it that you want me to speak forth Lord what areas in my life and for others, do you want me to speak forth? You know, I shared that about that young woman. And her mother, who was in that horrible car crash, and she was going to die. And the week before, the week before, she had talked to either her sister or brother. This was a prayer request that I got Friday. Her mom was a Jehovah Witness, and they don't believe in, in blood transfusions and things. And she told her sister the week before, if anything ever happens to a sister or brother, I can't remember, if anything ever happens to me, I want you to keep me alive no matter what because I want to raise my child. And she was in an accident. Her car went down a ravine. It wrapped around a tree, and she was paraplegic. Her mom told the doctor, she, and he said, if she does not have tra blood transfusion, she's going to die, and she has to have this surgery. She said, no. But... I believe it was the brother 
texted the doctor and said, this is what my sister told me. If anything happens to me, I want everything done to keep me alive. And the doctor said, that's all I need. And went in and did surgery on her, and we're believing for a total miracle. Arlene, I don't know where you got this picture, Pastor and I. Where'd you get this picture of us? Wow. Pastor, you're smiling. Did you see this picture? Isn't that wild? He tells, he tells us what he should not speak out of his mouth. Um, I look like a criminal. I think that's probably one of the best. Pi well, he does. Let him let show you his driver's license. That's okay. We don't. This is a beautiful calendar. Thank you so much. We can turn me off now. <laughs>